William Jefferson Clinton served as the 42nd President of the United States from 1993 to 2001. His new Democrat philosophy and centrist approach to politics proved popular with the American people, and his perfectly timed 1992 presidential campaign launched him into the Oval Office. After a simple first four years, his second term in office was scandal-plagued and has forever tarnished his image. Today, we will decide whether or not Bill Clinton was a good president and put the administration on trial by reason. I'm your host, Benjamin Rodolph. Before we get started, you can follow Trial by Reason on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, and visit www.trialbyreason.com. Trial by Reason judges issues based on five tiers, history, economics, law, philosophy, and science. A controversial topic is selected each week and all sides of the debate are analyzed using the best information possible. Trial by Reason is dedicated to treating each issue as complex and not simply viewing a left versus right solution. I am not a journalist, and this is not a news podcast, but I will generally refrain from giving my opinion on most issues. The greatest weapon against tyranny is the truth, and I will, to the best of my ability, give you the truth. To begin with some background information, Bill Clinton was born on August 19, 1946. Clinton was born and raised in Arkansas, although Clinton was not his birth name. Bill Clinton's real father died three months before he was born, but Bill adopted his stepfather's surname as a gesture of respect. Clinton was raised largely by his mother and grandparents, as his stepfather was a gambler and alcoholic who often abused his mother and half-brother. Because of this, a young Bill Clinton was forced to threaten his stepfather with violence on multiple occasions. A young Bill Clinton was an active student and musician, and at one point even considered a career in music. However, meeting President John F. Kennedy in his youth forever changed his career. Clinton attended Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., and received a Bachelor of Science and Foreign Service degree. Clinton won multiple elections for class president and was a member of many extracurricular activities, including as an internship for Arkansas Senator J. William Fulbright. After graduating from Georgetown, Clinton won a Rhodes Scholarship. He attended only one year as a result of the draft and attended Yale Law School without an Oxford degree. While at Yale Law School, Clinton met his future wife, Hillary Rodham. The couple lived with each other while finishing law school and eventually spent considerable time working for the George McGovern 1972 presidential campaign. Bill and Hillary married on October 11, 1975, and the latter gave birth to their only child on February 27, 1980. After graduating from Yale Law, Clinton became a law professor at the University of Arkansas and ran for Congress in 1974. Clinton lost by a slim margin in a heavily conservative district, which later led him to run for statewide office as Attorney General in 1976. In 1978, a very young Bill Clinton entered the Arkansas gubernatorial election and became the youngest governor in the country at only 32 years old. His term was rather popular in the state, with the notable exception of a motor vehicle tax. Clinton kept the office of governor for 10 years and became the de facto leader of the New Democrats, who advocated for smaller government, welfare reform, and traditionally conservative policies. As a result of Ronald Reagan's landslide victory in the 1984 election, Clinton saw that the Democratic Party needed to move towards the center. He delivered the Democratic response to the 1985 State of the Union Address and served as chair of the National Governors Association. Clinton was widely expected to attempt a run in 1988, but he declined. Later, Clinton positioned himself as a moderate and set his sight on party leadership. During the 1992 presidential election, Clinton had a rough start, distantly losing multiple primaries. Reports surfaced of an extramarital affair, but polling numbers began to rise after a 60-minute interview with Hillary. Clinton was later labeled as the comeback kid after winning the big prizes of Florida and Texas, as well as many southern states. 
After considerable controversy surrounding the Clinton campaign and an approval rating for George Bush at around 80%, Clinton was widely seen as a losing candidate. However, as the economy took a sudden turn and billionaire populist Ross Perot entered the race, Clinton snuck in a narrow victory. Bill Clinton was inaugurated as the 42nd President of the United States in 1993 and signed the Family and Medical Leave Act of 1993 less than a month after taking office. Clinton's first term was mostly scandal-free, but Democrats did lose Congress to Republicans in the 1994 midterms. Clinton easily won a relative landslide victory over Republican Bob Dole and reformist Ross Perot, and a second term began with bipartisan legislation that set up Bill Clinton to become one of the most popular presidents in modern U.S. history. But the walls were about to close in. As reports broke of Clinton's affair with White House intern Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton initially denied them. Clinton was forced to admit later to his family and the American people that he had lied. Clinton was impeached by the House for obstruction of justice and became only the second U.S. president to be impeached. Despite having popular policies, Clinton's image was forever marred and this paved the way for a Republican victory in 2000. After leaving the White House, Clinton's law license was suspended for five years. Clinton's career has been marked by extraordinary luck. His first electoral win was a result of no opposition in the general election. In the 1992 presidential run was a result of George Bush's economy suddenly taking a dive. Had Ross Perot not taken a considerable percentage of traditionally Republican votes, most of us would not know the name Bill Clinton. Now, however, begs the question, was Bill Clinton a good president? I have divided the issue into eight sections and both sides will be presented for each. They will go as followed. Round 1. Foreign Policy and Defense Round 2. Economy and Taxes Round 3. Science and Technology. Round 4. Healthcare. Round 5. Social Policy and Crime. Round 6. Education. Round 7. Environment. And Round 8. Character. After you listen to this episode, visit trialbyreason.com to vote on whether or not Bill Clinton was a good president. The Clinton administration focused on GPS technology and global precision weaponry and presided over the modernization of the United States military, which led to much greater efficiency. As a result of his presidency, the military has found lower casualty rates, lower collateral damage, advancing communications, and higher military wages. Clinton played an important role in establishing peace in Northern Ireland, and he helped get former Soviet nations to give up their nuclear arsenals. Clinton worked with NATO to end ethnic cleansing in Serbia and later sent 20,000 U.S. troops in order to enforce peace in the region, which resulted in no American casualties. However, Clinton faced considerable criticism for his don't ask, don't tell policy that satisfied neither the left or the right. Clinton failed to deal with the Israel-Palestine conflict as well as the threat that Osama bin Laden posed. Clinton's scandals distracted him from foreign issues, including Al-Qaeda. After 18 U.S. troops were killed in a failed mission to capture a Somalian warlord, Clinton failed to take action against the Rwandan genocide. More than a million Tutsis were murdered as a result of Clinton's direct inaction. Clinton gave China most favored nation status despite their despicable human rights record and granted North Korea concession in exchange for a simple promise that they would stop developing nuclear weapons. We now move into round two, economy and taxes. Under the Clinton administration, the U.S. went from having a $290 billion budget deficit in 1992 to having a budget surplus of $127 billion by the time he left office. This was a result of the Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act of 1993, which raised taxes on the top income bracket to 39.6% from 28%, which increased tax revenues. Clinton raised taxes in much the same way as Ronald Reagan had in the 80s. The poverty rate dropped to 11.9% in 1999, which was the lowest it had been in 20 years. 
22.5 million jobs were created and unemployment dropped 4% in the end of the second term, the lowest in nearly 30 years. Finally, Bill Clinton limited the ability to claim entertainment expense deductions from large corporations. However, Bill Clinton inherited a quickly growing economy when he entered office and the Republican-controlled Congress exercised fiscal restraint. Clinton failed to regulate the financial service market and enabled the Wall Street scams that led to the 2007 financial banking crisis. The aforementioned Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act of 1993 increased the gasoline tax by more than 4 cents per gallon, which directly impacted the middle and working class. Tax cuts in 1993 cannot be attributed to the economic boom of the 1990s because it was after Republican tax cuts in 1997 that the economy became stronger and the budget was actually balanced. Clinton designed his tax plan to place a burden on the wealthy, but he failed to account for the effect that it would have on the entire economy. Round 3 science and technology. The Clinton administration led to vast productivity gains at NASA and paved the way for the International Space Station and developed a better research relationship with Russia. His policies helped schools and libraries afford computers in order to help people who would otherwise not have access to the internet. This fight against the digital divide among poor people helped bring many out of poverty. However, Clinton cut NASA's budget by $715 million and did not restore the bulk of the money. The result was a space program that struggled to operate, and some blamed the 2003 Space Shuttle Columbia disaster on the budget slashes at NASA. Moving into round four comes healthcare. The Clinton administration brought attention to HIV-AIDS and increased the funding to AIDS-related research programs by 150%, leading to a search for a vaccine. He signed a law that would allow women to stay in the hospital for 48 to 96 hours after birth instead of immediately being forced to leave. However, Healthcare reform was a major goal for Clinton when he entered office, but he was ill-prepared for such a large task. The Senate Majority Leader declared Clinton's plan would never pass, and Republican opposition was unable to overcome. This is the greatest failure of his administration because it led to Republicans regaining Congress and expended political capital without any true payoff. Round 5. Social Policy and Crime Clinton reformed welfare by creating rules that would require recipients to work within two years of receiving benefits and limited the time that most people would spend on welfare to five years. Ten years after this was passed, the number of people on welfare had reduced from 12.2 million to 4.5 million. The crime rate fell every year that Clinton was in office and reached a 26-year low by the end of his presidency. He got funding for 100,000 new police officers and signed the Brady Bill, which required a waiting period and background checks for handgun purchases. The 1994 crime bill resulted in a 40% decline of gun crime by 2001. Despite this, Clinton failed to take steps that would restructure Social Security and Medicare. He ignored key factors, such as the baby boomer generation retiring soon after he left office. Even Bill Clinton has apologized for his failure to take action on these. Under Bill Clinton, the number of federal prisoners doubled and 58% of them were serving for drug-related crimes. Clinton focused on incarceration and punishment rather than rehabilitation or crime prevention. Finally, the bill was filled with $10 billion of pork spending, and many of his policies are deemed racist. Quick round six, education. The Goals 2000 program set a uniform standard in U.S. schools in improving America's school act achieved bipartisan support and required the same standard and accountability for economically disadvantaged students. However, the Goals 2000 program did not ensure uniform quality of standards across all states and impact varied by state, rendering the entire point of the program almost meaningless. Six years after the IASA was passed, only one-third of U.S. states were actually in compliance with the programs. Round 7. Environment 
Clinton's environmental policies preserved 4.6 million acres of land, strengthened the Safe Drinking Water Act, and enacted stricter emissions and efficiency standards. More than 44 million Americans were brought to clean air. In addition, the EPA and Justice Department prosecuted twice the number of environmental crimes in the previous administration. However, NAFTA traded lower environmental standards for free trade. This resulted in more air pollution on the U.S.-Mexico border, which would cost $15 billion to clean up. Clinton signed a law that allowed logging in national forests, which suspended previously established protections. And finally, round eight, character. Bill Clinton was deeply religious from his youth and regularly attended church as an adult. Clinton rose from a troubled childhood to becoming the youngest governor in the country, and he achieved the highest office in the United States, which is an impressive fate. His private marital issues were unrelated to his ability to govern, and his approval rating remained above the 60s throughout most of his presidency. Bill Clinton has spent most of his life fending off allegations of affairs and sexual harassment, but most of them have proven true. Clinton was forced to testify in front of a grand jury that was investigating his conduct. Bill Clinton had an affair with White House intern Monica Lewinsky and lied to his wife, his daughter, and the American people. When he could no longer keep the lie, he was impeached by the House on charges of perjury and obstruction of justice. Finally, Bill Clinton had close ties to evil millionaire Jeffrey Epstein. Overall, Republicans should generally rank Bill Clinton higher than any of the five most recent Democratic presidents, and Clinton remains popular among establishment Democrats. So finally, the question remains, how good of a president was Bill Clinton? I encourage you to do more research on this topic in order to fully develop your own opinion and be open to opposing viewpoints. All sources used in this episode are available on trialbyreason.com. A poll is posted there in order to measure which side was more persuasive. Check back every Sunday in order to put the issues on trial by reason. This week, I launched the official Trial by Reason YouTube channel with a video highlighting the worst decisions by U.S. presidents. Here's a quick clip. Franklin Delano Roosevelt ordered the internment of more than 100,000 Japanese Americans. He threatened to pack the Supreme Court, and he actively decided not to prevent the Holocaust. Harry S. Truman started the Cold War, and the decision to drop the nuclear bomb remains controversial. Dwight D. Eisenhower authorized the CIA's overthrow of the Iranian government. John F. Kennedy ramped up the Vietnam War. He caused the Cuban Missile Crisis and increased Cold War tensions. Trial by Reason is based in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and is hosted by Benjamin Rodoff. You can contact me at trialbyreason at gmail.com or www.trialbyreason.com contact.